Hi, this is Erin Olson of Sandal Feet Ministries. Thank you so much for stopping by my podcast today. If you'd like more information about my ministry, please visit www.sandalfeet.org. Thank you again for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. This is Erin Olson, and I'm so excited that you have either visited for the first time or come back last week after my introduction and my announcement that I'll be kicking off podcast. Specifically right now, over the next 10 weeks, we'll be um, going over the Bible study that I wrote called Forgiveness, Unforgiveness, Revealed Through Your Fruits. Now, if you don't have a copy of it already, that's okay for today. Uh, You can go on my website, www.sandalfeet.org, and if you click on the Books and Bible Studies tab, um, it gives you all different kinds of options to buy it. It's available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. It's available through Family Christian Stores, um, other outlets, also available through my publisher's website. Um, so just go ahead and click on that today. I think with even with uh, Amazon, you can get it to you pretty fast. So no worries about not having it today. But we are going to jump right in. And this week we'll be covering week one of the book, which is titled um, just the introduction. So if I were in a normal class setting teaching this Bible study in person, I would introduce myself and then I would go around the room and have y'all introduce yourselves. However, since uh, it's just me and you can't talk back to me today, I'll give you a little bit about who I am, uh, where my heart is, and what my hope is for this Bible study. So uh, my name is Erin Olson and I currently live in Dallas, Texas. I've been here for about 17 years moved here from Southern California. Before that, I lived in uh, Boston and Florida uh, when I was younger. So I'm not from anywhere in particular, but I do call Texas home right now. So I enjoy the big state of Texas. We have a lot going on. Uh, Sometimes it should be its own state, its own country actually, but we are our own state. But um, we enjoy it here. We have a wonderful church home. Uh, we have some wonderful friends. So we call it home. Our children, I have three of them. My son, Spencer's 13. He's a uh, talented musician and artist, and he's currently helping with our student ministry at our church with worship leading and being in the worship band, different instruments. I have a 10-year-old daughter named Grace. Uh, She's sweet. She's still trying to figure out exactly what it is that God is calling her to do and and what uh, is her strength. But for right now, she's just a shining light. She's got the cutest dimple and uh, red hair, so she's hard to miss in a crowd. But uh, I know God has great things in store for her. And my son, William, is seven, soon to be eight. He turns eight the day after my birthday. Um, And he's just an all-around kid. He loves sports, and he makes friends easily, and he loves the Word of God, and, and he's just great. Going through some growing pains right now with him, just on him figuring things out, but uh, we'll get through that. My husband, Scott, is an entrepreneur. We've been married now almost 15 years in October, so he is busy with his hands on a lot of things, a lot of different business opportunities. So, And he also is now teaching 
the Word of God at our church in our Bible five, Bible fellowship that we run on Saturday nights after our church service. So we are a family that is rooted firmly in the plant, in the Word of God, and we um, just love being able to lead our children in a way that it's not about what we say, what we do, what we believe. However, it's all instruction from our creator. So we're grateful for that, humbled for that. Um, hasn't always been the case, wasn't the case in my upbringing, wasn't the case in his upbringing. So we are figuring this thing called life and raising a family and being a husband and wife together. Um, you know, fresh and new, and uh, sometimes it's a struggle. And so forgiveness is definitely something that is on my heartstrings. I know that so many people struggle with forgiveness and unforgiveness, and, and a lot of things uh, can be affected when we are holding on to things that have hurt us or have been said about us or done to us. And, and if we don't know that we need to let those things go, that we need to move past being hurt by them and allowing the enemy to continue to hurt us in those things, that we can't fully move forward in the way in which God has called us to walk and to serve and just to live and be completely his. So um, that's my heart. I have been teaching Bible study for a few years and didn't really know that I had the ability or the gift to write and communicate in that way. I had always loved reading when I grew up, but never saw myself as a writer, as a speaker, or as a teacher. I'm a stay-at-home mom full-time, so I haven't worked in a long time, uh, 13 and a half years to be exact, to have a paying job. So uh, when I graduated from seminary, I was praying and saying, God, how are you going to use me in a way that still allows me to be a stay-at-home mom, to, to raise my family without having to worry about a paycheck. But I want to be effective. I want to I want to be purposeful, and I want to live missionally minded for you, God. How, how does that look in my life, and, and what can I do? So at that time, back in 2012, God just laid it on my heart to start a, start a blog. I had some thoughts in my head. I didn't know if they were my thoughts or the Holy Spirit's thoughts, but they all came together. I So I launched in January of 2012, just on my website, sandalfeet.org, and I started writing blogs about, you know, just different things and different things I felt and, and maybe just a voice, a different voice that somebody could hear and Maybe that was the one moment where the Holy Spirit was going to capture their heart and and they would be returned to Jesus. And so I started that and, and it's been great. It's been exciting. I came up with the name of Sandal Feet when I was praying through, what is this going to be called? I don't want it just to be called Aaron Olson. Um, first of all, people don't know how to spell my first name or last name. I thought that might be hard, honestly, to look up on the internet, but um, aside from that, I thought, I don't want this to be about me. I have a story. I have a testimony. But I want it to be about God and for God. And I really needed to take the focus off myself at the time. Uh, so I was like, God, what does that look like? And and the word sandal feet came to me. And it just reminded me of, you know, scripture where, you know, we're, we're not worthy of 
of him washing our feet. We're not worthy of wearing the same sandals that he wore because he is so much greater than us, but yet he allows us to walk in those same shoes and he wants to wash our feet. He wants to serve us as much as he wants us to serve him and to serve others because he loves us that much. And so that's where Sandal Feet came up. That's where it started and it's progressed over the years. Uh, it's been a wonderful, really with social media, I've been able to reach people overseas and share the gospel and um, get into countries that I can't go to um, right now, maybe one day, but right now I can't. So I'm able to do that and, and have a voice in that. And back in 2014, God really put it on my heart to, to uh, write a blog series about forgiveness and, and a little bit even deeper than that was about unforgiveness. And then how does that look uh, as relates to the fruit of the spirit? Because if we are walking with him, we should reflect him and his character and, and the character of the spirit. And so he laid that on my heart and I launched out on that. I wrote a weekly blog series on that, put it up on my blog and it was a great response. People loved it. So stepping out in faith, God said, I want you to publish that. I want you to get that out in print so it can be sent out even further so that groups can come together and use this as a small group Bible study or large groups can come together or somebody can just pick up the book and work on it in the privacy of their own home. Whatever it may be, God knows the moment that you need a word, that you need a word from him, either from his holy word or spoken through somebody who he has sent for you. So that's my hope. My vision is that this would completely set some people free. That the bondage of unforgiveness, the bondage of bitterness, the bondage of anger and hate, and all of those things that we sometimes tend to carry around, or worse, we push them down into our soul so deep, we don't even really know they exist. So my hope is that that stuff is pulled up and out, kind of like unclogging a drain. We had to use some drain, some Drano the other day to unclog a sink. And it made me think about that when you're pouring stuff in, so you're pouring Drano into a clogged up sink. So you're pouring into something physically and the stuff, I don't know if you've ever done it, but it's kind of gross, but the stuff starts coming and bubbling up and you get goopy, goppy stuff, depending on whatever is clogging your drain. It bubbles back up before it goes back down and and or before you can wipe it away. I know I had to wipe the sink out because I didn't want that stuff getting back in and I think that's just a great visual as it relates to forgiveness. You have to be poured into sometimes to open up the stuff that is so clogging your soul that you can't let light in. You can't there's no space for the Holy Spirit to move in those places because there's no elbow room. It's just so completely clogged. So I hope that this study is the Drano in your clog. Like whatever it is you're going through right now, I don't know. I don't know what you're struggling to forgive or if you even are struggling to forgive, but maybe you want to stay 
living in a state of forgiveness. And, you know, I think we should be aware of that as well, that we can learn to be ahead of the curve. We need to learn to be offensive, not offending, but offensive Christians, because we have power living in us. The devil is always living on defense because God is so much greater than him. God is so much stronger and God is in control. And as believers in Christ who have received Jesus as their savior, we have the Holy Spirit. We have the ability to have the Holy Spirit living in us. And so we need to be prepared on how to recognize the enemy. We need to be prepared on how to fight from an offensive stand as opposed to defensive stance. So that's my hope and that's my prayer. So when we're talking about the state of forgiveness and what does that mean? The first book I read when I first, I went to church my whole life. I grew up going to church. My parents were, you know, helpful in the church. They served in some treasury positions and um, I went to my confirmation classes. I did all the church things, but I honestly look back on those experiences and think I was attending something, but I never had an experience or I never had a relationship. I never understood what that meant. I knew my pastor standing up there at the church, he had a position. He communicated the word of God and he did all that, but either my heart was so completely hardened because uh, I wasn't raised in a evangelical, biblically grounded home. We went to church, but that was about it. Or I never got that message. Someone failed to share it with me. And, and I know that happens a lot. Uh, sometimes you can go your whole lifetime and never hear the gospel. You might know that so-and-so goes to church or those group of people go to church or, yeah, that's the church there on the corner. But you may never heard the saving message of Jesus Christ. And so we can't truly understand forgiveness until we truly understand what it means to be forgiven by God, the creator of the universe. And so the first book after I surrendered to Christ, somebody gave me, it was called um, the, um, I'm drawing a link. I'm so sorry. It was called <laughs> The Bait of Satan, Living Free from the Deadly Trap of Offense by John Bevere. And in it, basically, it said that forgiveness, unforgiveness specifically, was an instrument in which Satan used to go after you. You That one thing in your life allows for there to be a hole or a crack or some entry point for Satan to get in. It allows him access. So John Bevere also has another book called Enemy Access Denied. Like we have to deny the enemy access to our souls because he can get in there. Uh, sometimes he does it because we're not paying attention. Other times God allows it. So um, when I started reading that and understanding like, wow, I spent my life, I had some stuff that happened to me as a, a young child, as a teenager, young adult. You know, I was a stuffer. I just kind of kept putting it down and thinking, oh, I don't need to, I just don't need to think about that. You know, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. This is my life now. That was then. Move on. Well, eventually that thought process 
catches up to you. And it caught up to me in a horrific way. And uh, God used it all. It was specifically meant for me the day that someone shared the gospel with me and said, Jesus loves you. And it was that day I understood love and I understood forgiveness like I had never understood it before. And, and it changed me forever. I have not been the same since that day. And I am so grateful that somebody was obedient enough to share that message with me because I look at it now and think, man, what would my life be like right this minute if that person had not shared the gospel with me? If that person had not shared that word of knowledge that God had given him to deliver to me, that Jesus wanted me to know in that moment that he loved me and that I could be forgiven. So as I finally surrendered to Christ and learned what forgiveness by God meant total forgiveness of all my sins, past, present, future. If I would acknowledge him as my savior and recognize that I'm a sinner, I'm going to be a sinner, but by the blood of Christ, I am forgiven, redeemed, that he has set a place for me in heaven and that I needed to repent. I needed to repent of the things that I know I did. I needed to repent for the things that I didn't remember doing. I needed to repent for the things that I don't even know if I've done, but my heart needed to be repentant. Um, and once that moment happened, that moment, in a humble spirit, I was a repentant sinner who came to know Jesus as my Savior, and I've been forever changed. And so as I write this study, I have to start it. Sometimes when I'm reading Bible studies, maybe it's week four, the gospel is there. Maybe it's week five or whatever week it might be. But as I wrote this Bible study, God said, this first week, this introduction you need to share the gospel because if somebody is reading your study, reading this book and is not one of my chosen children, is not a saved believer, they can't begin to grasp forgiveness from my viewpoint. And I'm saying that as God whispered it to me in my spirit, that it it is his viewpoint of forgiveness, not what Aaron Olson says, not what Webster Dictionary says, but it's the definition by God of what forgiveness looks like in its totality. So if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, let today be the day. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And today is the day of salvation. Not five minutes from now, not tomorrow, not next week, not when you get your life right, not when you've forgiven all the people you need to forgive. God is saying right now in this moment, if you are not a saved believer, if you have never given your heart to Jesus, he wants to have your heart right now. And, and it's easy. I mean, it's not easy to be a Christian by any means, especially in today's world. But it is so easy to say, I'm yours. You chose this moment for me to hear this message, and I'm yours, God. I'm going to give it all to you. And in my Bible study on uh, page 17, 
I just wrote out a simple prayer. It's a childlike prayer, but let me just say it. If, if you are not in a saving relationship, or maybe you're not in a place where you've been actively pursuing Christ, just take a moment right now just to um, repeat this prayer, speak this prayer, whatever it is that God is asking you to do right now. And it goes like this, Father, you are the one who has the ability to forgive me. Jesus, as he hung on that cross for my sins, asked you to forgive each one of us. He taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against. And Lord, show me who it is that I need to forgive and who I need to offer forgiveness to. Lord, I want to bear the fruit that you have already promised to me. Convict me, Holy Spirit, of where I am not offering forgiveness. Push back the darkness from my life and shine light where it is needed. And I would even go further to say this. Ask Jesus. Say, Jesus, I am a sinner. I am turning my life over to you. I am asking you to forgive me of all of my sins. Lord, I surrender my heart to you today. Lord, come into my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Fill me, Father, with your Holy Spirit so that I can have the power and the strength to go on in this lifetime and to be for you, with you, eternally. Lord, thank you for hearing my cry today. Lord, change me from the inside out. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. And if you just prayed that prayer, I would love it if you would send me an email just to let me know um, who you are and that you prayed that prayer of salvation and that you're willing, that you're all in to, to see this Bible study and that you have been washed clean by the blood of Jesus or that you are washed clean by the blood of Jesus and that... Um, that he is your Lord and Savior, and you are looking at this with new eyes, fresh eyes, his eyes. And my email address is Aaron, E-R-I-N, at sandalfeet.com. Just send me a quick email and just let me know that you're following this podcast. So now that we're getting on to our weeks and uh, pursuing what this Bible study is about. The title is Forgiveness, Unforgiveness Revealed Through Your Fruits. And these are the fruit of the Holy Spirit. These are what uh, the Bible is very specific about, that the Holy Spirit um, is these things. So in Galatians 5, through 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against such things there is no law. So these things are good things. These things are things that are from God that the Holy Spirit um, is made up of. Now, if we are believers who have prayed the prayer of salvation or just prayed the prayer of salvation, the Holy Spirit is available to you uh, to come into you to be your power and your strength. So if the Holy Spirit is living in, in you, these are the same fruit that you should be bearing as a Christ follower. Now remember, 
even as you pray that prayer of salvation, you're still a sinner. <laughs> Until you get to heaven and things are all totally different, you're going to be still a sinner. So are you going to do these fruits perfectly every day? I hope the answer is no, because I know as a mom of three and a wife and a busy person racing around back and forth, juggling so many things, my patience, my patience isn't so good all the time. If I'm tired, if I'm stressed out, whatever it might be. Um, am I always gentle with everybody I know? No, I can be grumpy, you know, I'm trying to be better at those things. A self-control. Am I going to have self-control not to eat that dessert when I know I've already had something that day? Or am I going to have self-control maybe not to say or do the things that um, I shouldn't do as a Christ follower? Those things, we're still sinners. But as we become more like Him, we should look more like this. These are the fruits that we should be bearing, that we have control and what I love about it is that he doesn't tell us to be perfect. He doesn't tell us that, oh, um, you know, you can't be perfect. You can't not sin and still get into heaven. No, no, no. That He tried that in the Old Testament. It didn't work out so well. The people were still sinning. They would come and have to offer a sacrifice. And God, to fulfill his prophetic word, sent his son to die on the cross to be our ultimate sacrifice. So we no longer have to do these sacrifices of the of the blood, but that his blood covered all of humanity from that point forward. And so that gives me hope. That gives me hope that I can, I can recognize, okay, if I'm not being patient, hmm, what's causing me not to be patient? What's causing me not to be gentle in this situation? Is it because the Lord is trying to use me to maybe have a conversation with that person? Or maybe it's because I'm not patient because I'm so stressed out because I've taken on too many tasks that God hasn't asked me to do. Or maybe it's because I haven't spent enough time in his word. And so my love bucket is running low because I haven't sat in his loving presence in a long time um or joy why am i not joyful i should be joyful as a christ follower why am i not is it because i'm letting the weight of the world bog me down is it because i'm looking at my circumstances instead of looking at his plan those things so i love that the fruit of the spirit is here and because it gives us markers markers to show us maybe hey there's something in your heart you need to check you know, what's going on that's causing me to feel this way? Because the fruit of the Spirit, this Spirit, He encompasses all of these things. As a Christ follower who has a Spirit living in us, we should have those things in us as well. So, I love the fruit of the Spirit. And in my Bible study, I have those fruit of the Spirits listed. And in them, next to each one, I ask you, next to each attribute, write a description about how you feel about this particular fruit in your life. Love, is it overflowing? Do you need some improvement? Are you feeling unloved? What, what is it? For each one of those fruit of the Spirit, those nine fruit of the Spirit attributes, I ask you to write down some notes next to it. And then on the next page, we're taking a look at the counterfeit of those fruits. What does that look like? Because you know that the devil is the counterfeit of God. He tried to usurp God and be God, be like God. So God kicked him out of heaven.
And so anything that God does, Satan is going to try to imitate. But because he is not God, his comes off as a counterfeit because he is not the real God and he tries to be God and he knows he's not God. So his stuff looks very different. So when I look at the list of love, the opposite, the counterfeit, if you will, is hate. Um, and then joy, there's sadness and disorder, impatience, unkindness, immorality, disloyalty, abruptness, and rashness. So those are the counterfeit fruit attributes. And I ask you too, hey, let's look at that list and make some notes next to each one of those as well. Are you experiencing any of these things in your life? Is there hate? Is there sadness? Why is there sadness? Is there disorder in your life? Are you struggling with your marriage? Are you struggling with a family relationship or maybe a, a work relationship with your boss? Or is there immorality going on? Why? Why is there immorality going on? What is, what is causing that immorality? Um, and then rashness, like why what's going on why are you making those decisions what are you basing it on um, and how are you reacting so each week we're going to go through that we're going to go through each fruit of the spirit we're going to look at the counterfeit fruit of the spirit to kind of just talk about it to figure out okay if you really are seeking to walk in a complete state of forgiveness whether you're good right now and you want to know how to continually stay in that state of forgiveness, or maybe you're struggling with some unforgiveness, some, some issues with that, then let's talk about it and let's go through those fruit of the spirit because I want everybody to be walking fully in the fruit. I don't, I think we should bear much fruit. The Bible tells us to bear much fruit. So as uh, Christ followers, I want you to bear fruit. I want your fruit to be abundant in every season. Um, God waters you as you sit and allow him to water you. So let's just talk about it. Let's work through this Bible study. It's not going to be easy for some of you. Some of it, if we're talking about the example I gave earlier about the clogged drain, for some of you, it's going to be painful to get that clog undone. It's going to hurt a little. It's going to bring up some emotions that maybe weren't there today, but they're going to be there. Maybe you haven't thought about something in 20 years. In my study, I talk about some stuff that I had to address some 20-something years later uh, from an incident. And it's not easy, but let me tell you what's on the other side of that is just complete awesomeness, knowing that, wow, I could either offer forgiveness or give forgiveness. I can move out of that state of unforgiveness and, and just live fully into the fruit. So um, I am not a licensed counselor by any means. And so I'm like, God, why do you want me to write this study? Why do you want me? I'm not a counselor. Uh, I just love to teach the word of God. I love the Bible. I love being in it. I like to write. But it's because I've been through some stuff in my life that I held on to unforgiveness, not even recognizing it as unforgiveness, and it affected choices I made. Uh, and, and so he wants me to use some personal 
experiences to share with you. I'm a real person. I make mistakes. I've made mistakes, uh, but I'm also a saved sinner, redeemed by his wonderful and beautiful grace. And just I'm fully madly in love with Jesus, the savior of my soul, and cannot wait the day when I get to see him face to face. So I hope you hear my heart. I hope you know that I'm available by email. If you have any questions ever about this study, please do email me uh, and, and let's just talk. But like I said, if you're in a, if you're in a position where you're hurting and it's, and it's a dangerous position where you're hurting, uh, seek help. Seek help wherever you are. Uh, if you're in physical danger, please, by all means, do what you need to do to remove yourself from that position. Um, seek help. There are shelters. There are help. There is help at your local church. Even if you don't attend that church, find a biblically grounded church, a church that believes in the infallible word of God, and go seek out them for help. You need to be in a safe place. So I do encourage you, if you're not actively involved in a local body of believers, you need to do that. You need somebody there to hold your hand and somebody to hold you accountable and just somebody to help you. I can be here on the on the sound waves and you can read my book, but there's nothing like being surrounded by a body that encourages you and holds you up and and feeds you bread sometimes when you're hungry and um, is there to help you. So uh, by all means, please seek help if you need help. Um, otherwise, this is it for this week. So I hope you enjoyed this. I love getting uh, to know all of you, even if I don't get a chance to ever meet all of you. But I'm so grateful that uh, God is allowing me to do this and to reach people. And um, I just can't wait. Like I said in my introduction, I can't wait to see what God has in store for this. And, and he is so much greater than we can ask, think, or imagine and can do so much more that I don't know where he's going to take this. So I'm just excited to be able to be used by him uh, to deliver his word and to be a messenger of the gospel, messenger of forgiveness, and just a messenger to encourage your heart today. So let me close in prayer and we'll be done for this week. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you so much for this time. Father, I thank you that you have cleared my schedule and given me the opportunity to sit here. Father, I pray that the words I spoke, Lord, are clear and coherent to whomever it is that is listening. Lord, that whatever message you are trying to deliver to that specific individual, Lord, would be received with open heart, Lord, with open ears, and with an open hand to say that, Lord, I am humble and I have nothing, but I come to you for help. I come to you for guidance. Lord, speak to me through your word. Father, that's my hope. So I thank you for each and every person listening to this broadcast. Lord, I thank you that you have brought them to this place, a safe place, Lord, to investigate what forgiveness looks like through your eyes and through the fruit of the Spirit. All right. We will see you next week. If you have the Bible study, the actual copy of the Bible study, please work through the questions that are in the first introduction. We might uh, talk about it a little bit more next week, but work through that first week. And next week, we will come back and talk about love and hate in week two. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.